This is the Horse Radio Network. Welcome back to the Rain in Your Herd podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode where we will teach you how to harness the power of the internet to grow your online herd. I'm Laura. And I'm April. We can't wait to watch your business grow when you implement what you learn from the podcast. Whether you own a stable or a boarding facility, offer riding lessons and horse training, or are building an online membership for equine education, these tips can help you get more clients. Thanks for tuning in. If you're enjoying the podcast, please, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. If you share your business name in your review, you just might hear it in a future episode. We've all had that feeling in business, good and bad, where our gut speaks to us so clearly we can't ignore it. It is important to follow our intuition. April and I were just talking about this. We're collaborating on a lot lately and it just feels good, but we've also had some experiences with things that feel bad too. So in today's episode, we're gonna dive into all things gut feelings and what you should do about them in your business. April, do you have any major learning experience you've had in your business where you'd wish you'd listen to your gut? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the biggest is when I was first starting out is I knew that I just needed to do it um, and just get started. Like we've kind of talked about in the past, um, just I needed to listen to my gut and get started. But another one is a lot of it is systems. Um, and what I know, like what systems to work with with certain clients and you know different membership courses and such and what platform we should go down with um, just depending on what's going to work out really well with those clients that's probably the biggest thing is I have to first kind of go through it and if I start going down that system and just doesn't feel right I'm like okay this isn't going to work out because you want this this and this and this program isn't working so that's kind of just having to feel a little bit off of the um my gut and because sometimes I hate going you know investing in systems and then I don't use them and now I've used you know yeah. spent too much money down on this system so that's usually when my gut says don't do it and then I'm just wasting my time absolutely yeah so I used to do a lot of cold emailing and uh, my first business coach that I hired he's been around a while he's not really in the online world, but he's trying to be. And so it's just something that like when he started out 20 years ago, it was something that was done all the time. So he taught me to do it. And so I always felt really slimy doing it. Like my gut was telling me like, this is not a good business practice, but I've gotten my first few clients from it. So I had this mindset block that I was like, if, if you stop doing this, you're not going to be able to get clients. And so I was pressuring myself to keep doing it, even though I felt super slimy about it. And releasing that practice is one of the best decisions I've ever made in my business. And finally just saying one day, like, this isn't worth your time. This isn't bringing you clients that you like. Why are you still doing it? So it really all just comes down to intuition and the way you do things in your business. So a lot of times people will jump on the phone with me and they start the conversation by saying, I need help with whatever social media platform they're struggling. And I just hate that platform. And so I always ask them like, okay, so if you hate it, why do you feel like you have to be there? Because sometimes we get to the root of the problem and we realize they don't actually hate the platform. They just need a little help getting started. So sometimes your frustration may come out and I hate this and it's stupid when really you just need some help. But other times we find out like, no, you hate Instagram because you had a really negative experience on it and you're convinced that everyone on Instagram is a complete jerk, in which case you don't need to be on Instagram and that's okay. Right. Absolutely. 
April and I started 2020 with a full calendar of horse business events. We had planned to meet in person multiple times, and we were really looking forward to networking with other business owners. 2020 has proven to be a major wrecking ball, but we don't want you to give up on you. We don't want to give up on our dream of attending an awesome business summit. So we are hosting a virtual one ourselves. We're going to hold the summit at the beginning of October and feature 12 guest speakers on topics from finance and legal to building a business from the ground up and everything in between. You can purchase your ticket by going to raininyourherd.com slash 2020. We can't wait to get to know you better in October. See you then. So if you aren't committed into what you're doing and you're just feeling bad about, um, you just have this bad feeling about everything that you're putting your energy into, then you're not going to stay committed to that system or that program. So maybe you have a launch, but you're just feeling like this is not the right launch. I haven't really done enough market research. Maybe this isn't really what's for my clients. And you just, now you've, now you've maybe put all this effort into doing something because you feel like, oh, you have to do it. But even though you don't feel right now, you've put, you know, got this membership website, you've got the courses, you've got your email, like you've done all this time. And now you, now you might feel like you've wasted this time because then it doesn't sell because you just didn't like the product and you didn't follow through with it, with your launching and reaching out to people and your webinars, you just, and you could tell people could tell that you weren't really into it. So now all that time has been wasted. And it's just a failed launch, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. And so then you feel like your membership or your program is a failure when in reality it's whatever system you choose, technology you went, whatever it was. And so we get wrapped up in this like, oh, my business is a failure when really, you know, you just need to find ways to run your business that feels good. Absolutely. All right, guys, it's time for our favorite part of the podcast, the horsey update. So April's in the middle of searching for a barn to board King at when she gets into Texas. So today we're going to talk about what we as consumers of the products that we market and support look for. So tell us when you're searching for King, what are you hoping to get and what's non-negotiable? Yeah, so this is going to be really funny. When my husband and I knew where we were going, um, my priority was... King has to be close to me, but yeah. that also came with other things. Um, but the biggest one was he has to be close to me, but it has to still be a decent barn. Um, I still wanted his safety and um, where we were riding, like if we were riding around with the same type of discipline or st stuff that I wasn't interested in. Um, so we actually pulled out a map and I sat down and found all the barns around in that area and kind of poked them onto the map and then figured out how far away it was going to be from base and like where we wanted to live according to where the barn was and where base was. So <laughs> the non-negotiable was not being like more than 15 to 20 minutes away from me after being away from me for three years. But, and the next one was just safety. That's a huge thing, you know, just in just kind of feeling like we fit there. Um, I knew there were a lot of, uh, dressage and jumping barns, which I love. I love that, but it's just not kind of him and I, when we do certain things, it's just not really what he was built for. Like he's more like a Western dressage and such. So, or, and I've always wanted to kind of get into raining and, and I just knew like when we're going to Texas, that's kind of something I wanted to get further into. So safety and feeling like we kind of belong there or um, somebody that I knew I could go to maybe competitions with or shows with, or somebody that I knew I could ride with. 
um, I mean, the barn doesn't have to be super fancy. It just has to um, just be where we feel happy and get along with everyone. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Feeling happy and getting along with everyone. That was it for us too. I really, for me, pasture is a big deal because oh, yeah. I, um, the horses that I have gotten both my horses from the same rescue, it's 250 acres. So I didn't want to bring them off of 250 acres and be like, here's your 10 by 10 stall. Enjoy your life. <laughs> Especially since yeah. I don't get to see them. So after we lost DT, I thought, you know, if I was closer, I could have monitored things better. Things would have gone better. Um, so I tried to find a barn that was closer, but actually I was incredibly lucky to run into a kid that works at the feed store that's down the road from my house. And I was buying hay for the rabbit, but my rabbit is giant and we were buying it in full-size bale. <laughs> Everybody thinks it's for the horse, it's for the rabbit. <laughs> Awesome. but the kid was like are you new around here do you are you boarding your horse near here and I said well no I'm not new but I'm just buying hay for my rabbit and um but I do have a horse and I'm thinking about boarding it there's a place next door and he was like very much not wanting to put his foot in his mouth but he was also like horses disappear horses lose weight like don't do it and so I was super happy to run into him and learn that yeah dodge a bullet um and so then I kind of gave up on that dream of having my horse 10 minutes down the road because they were all either really high-end show barns which I knew we were not going to fit in at or really low-end places where not good things are happening so I kind of just was like okay fine I'm gonna drive that's fine if I'm gonna drive I want a good place and so I really wanted pasture and I really like I don't care so much about like super fancy facilities I just want safe ones you know mm -hmm. and so I found this place um, where the gal she tries to intercept horses before they hit the kill pens so she heard um, and she trains them up and sells them she doesn't make a ton of money off of it she makes most of her money off of actually getting training clients in but she does a huge service to that horse and makes her cost back basically um, and so her kind of philosophy and horses immediately aligned with mine. I realized that she um, really knew what she was doing. So if I needed help, that'd be great. And so I kind of committed to going there. And then after the fact, realized I could trail ride right off the property, which is incredibly fantastic because I did not have that in the place. So we had a place at the first barn where I could only trailer, it was only a 10 minute trailer ride and I could keep my truck and trailer there. So it wasn't that bad, but there was a lot of homeless population that wasn't necessarily safe for me to go out by myself mm. um, along that ride. So even though I could, it wasn't hard to get to, I still had to have somebody with me all the time. I just didn't feel safe going by myself. So it's just fantastic to have MJ at a place where like if something's wrong with her, like when MJ was pulling her hunger strike and demanding that she be blanketed before she left her shelter this winter, you know, I got a phone call. Hey, your horse didn't come out to eat breakfast this morning. We need to do something about it. You know, she's cared for people are noticing problems and they're right there to help. And it's a small barn. I always talk about small audiences, powerful communities that came from a very deep place in my heart that I am not a big big crowd person so only one other gal boards there her and MJ went on their first ever trail ride together yesterday with her horse and the, the four of us and they did great so it's just perfect for us and so small community people who really care about the horses facilities don't have to be perfect they just have to be safe that's what oh, we yeah. look for oh yeah I had a when I was in Washington we had a really small community barn there's like four of us ladies and um, we would go showing together go on trails together it was just perfect just a few of us together um so that was an awesome i just like the kind of smaller 
knit, knit kind of community. And I think that's what it's going to be like where I'm going. Um, she's mostly going to be training horses, but she's taking on just like a few borders. So um, yeah, that's what it is for us. It's, and like when we started talking, it was just like instant like connection on um, messenger and such. So hopefully it's the same when we get there, which I'm pretty positive is I have a good gut feeling about it. <laughs> That's perfect. It's so yes. perfect. We're talking about our good gut feelings with our barns because it's super important. You know, I, I ignored some gut feelings that I shouldn't have with DT and I'm going to regret that for the rest of my life. We talk a lot on the podcast about the importance of having an online offer, especially in the uncertain environment we are in right now. It can be super intimidating to know how to create your offer, even what that offer should be and what technology is best to use to deliver it. We will answer these questions for you while showing you exactly what your online offer could look like in our free masterclass on August 19th. We can't wait for you to join us. All you have to do is sign up by going to reininyourherd.com slash masterclass. But back to our businesses, I want to take a minute right now and just think about all the things you do in your business. So marketing, bookkeeping, customer service, sales, operations, admin tasks, and actually, you know, caring for your horses, delivering your product, doing it is whatever that you, that you do to make your business run. So all of these things matter. And as a business owner, you probably have some hand in all of it. But if any of those words as they came out of my mouth really made you go, oh, I hate that part. So if you hate marketing, your marketing is probably going to stink. And if your marketing stinks, it's going to fail which will lead to further hating of marketing, which will lead to further stinky marketing, which will lead to further marketing failures. So April, have you ever had a situation like this in your business where you were just fighting against a process that you felt like you had to do? Uh, yeah, so um, you probably know sometimes I'm like really great at posting on Instagram, um, but then there's sometimes I'm not, and that's mostly because I don't like to write. And I know captions are, you know, good to, you know, try to get engagement and such. So writing is not my forte and that's more of a lawyer's thing and I like to do all the techie things so probably writing captions like I know that's part of the marketing and I like creating the images I like scheduling them out sometimes coming up with the good captions are not my favorite part so now I've forced myself to like schedule the day or schedule the time where I'm like write at least 10 to 15 of them for myself um I try not to overbog myself because I will not write that many <laughs> Do you ever just like, sometimes when I have to do something that I don't want to do, I just like go to a coffee shop or the bakery, I get like a giant piece of cake. I'm like, you yeah. get to eat this giant piece of cake while you're doing this and it's going to make it a little better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> usually mine is like a Starbucks drink and I don't even like drink coffee. I just get like a, either a hot chocolate or a tea and yeah. that works perfectly. <laughs> like bribing your way through. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. But someday I'm going to write all of April's captions. She's going to run all my Facebook ads. Life's going to be yeah. good. So yeah. All, yeah. It's all there. But yeah. the moral of the story here, you guys, is that it's totally okay to follow your gut in business. So if you ever are working with someone who says, you have to go on Facebook Live, you have to, you have to, you have to, and you're like, I would rather lay on a bed of hot meals than go live on Facebook, you don't have to. Is it good for your business? Yes. But if you hate it, it's not going to work. So you never have to partake in an activity you hate because it's not going to work out. Now, do you have to do your bookkeeping right now? So there's a difference there in terms of doing something that's going to generate income that you don't feel comfortable with 
that's not something you have to do. You do have to do your bookkeeping, but you can outsource that as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if you're one of those people that hates marketing, April and I can help you out. We work together. We create all your content. I do the content creation. April gets in front of it in front of the correct eyes and lots of people. So all we ask is that you be willing to engage with your followers and engage, be that face behind your brand. So mm -hmm. if that's something you'd like to explore more, just send an email to hello at reinyourherd.com that says, I want to work with Laura in April and we'll jump on a call with you and get that figured out. Yes, absolutely. Thanks again for listening to this podcast episode. To find out more information on our podcast episodes, make sure you check out our website, reinyourherd.com. You can also find us on multiple social media platforms such as YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. I'm April Hardiman, and I'm the owner of Make It Rain, where I help equine businesses grow ex their exposure online, either through social media, email marketing, SEO, membership websites, or all the techie stuff. I'm just your average tech-savvy equestrian. And if you want to know how to grow your herd, make sure you go check out my Facebook group called Grow Your Herd. And I'm Laura, the word wrangler. I help horse business owners grow their online communities without being slimy, salesy, or sleazy. I love writing and telling online stories and teaching other people to do the same. So that's exactly what I do through my business, Unbridled Content Marketing. If you want to learn more about creating a community around your business, come check out my Facebook group, The Word Wranglers Community.